Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 65. A rundown of the week in Bitcoin. Interested in Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a very vague concept to a lot of people. Need to know more about cryptocurrency? We're going to talk about the basics. You know, this is something that people just have no idea about what crypto is. How about buying, selling, and mining? Tony, I think that's one of the things that's going to make us a little different from some other shows. We're getting our hands dirty. Then listen to Gary Leland and Tony Sakala, better known as the Crypto Cousins, on the Crypto Cousins podcast. This week's price. Price of Bitcoin, $6,544. That's up $129.28 for the last week, or 2% over the last seven days. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Gary Leland here. And this is Tony Sakala. And Tony, I think this is the third week in a row Bitcoin's been up. It feels that way. Well, no, it has been that way. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it's been a a little bumpy, a little sideways. Doesn't it like 7,000 a couple days ago? Didn't it go up and down? Well, it might have gone up to 7,000, but since seven days ago. Seven days ago. Yeah, I'm not going against three days ago. So it might be down for three days ago, but it's down from (laughs) from our show last week. We're measuring show to show, exactly, and we're excited about it. Yeah, so, uh, but I think we had a three-week run-up, and then a big, big, big drop, and then a three-week run-up, so we'll see if we have a big, big, big drop. But uh, that's the way it went last time I got real excited about three weeks, is that the drop, the whole bottom fell out of the thing. And I don't know if we're back up to where we were six weeks ago, to be honest with you, seven weeks ago. (laughs) Are you wearing your Hoddle America Great Again hat? I am not wearing my HODL America Great Again hat. Yeah, that was nice of Ray Redacted. Well, Friday night, for those listening, we had our Cryptiversary. That was our first year anniversary, the Crypto Cousins Cryptiversary. And I think it was a great success. Um, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was fun to have a party outside like that. It was perfect weather. You know, we're in Dallas, so outdoor event can be a little crazy because it gets so hot here. But it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was a great day and a great night, and we had a great party. We had a lot of people attended, and Ray Redacted came, who's been on the show. He's our security expert, I guess, and you could call him. And And he spoke at BitBlock, boom. Right. And what were the caps, make crypto great again? Is that what the cap said? It was HODL America great again. Well, HODL America great again. So it's a takeoff of uh, a MAGA MAGA cap. A MAGA cap. And it was red. (laughs) <laughs> I got a lot of funny looks that that night. Oh, I bet you did, because people just saw it from the distance and thought it probably was a mm-hmm. Make America Great Again cat mm-hmm. instead of HODL. What is it? Was it HODL? HODL America Great Again, yeah. HODL America Great Again. I don't understand it now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it said Make HODL Great Again. It said HODL America Great Again. America Great Again. 
Yeah, yeah. Hodl I, I America. Don't, I don't, I don't so it's like it. as, it's like hodl like as a verb. So it's like if you hodl, then America will be great again because okay. we'll all have. So if we're all hodling, we can all hodl to make America great again. Exactly. Okay, I, I was not understanding it. I was not, uh, actually, I just put it on. I'd had a couple of margaritas. They're known for their margaritas here. <laughs> yes, it was a great, great night. Brisket, I had brisket tacos. It was really fantastic night. And that place, was hopping. It was hopping. It was packing. Yeah. It was a great choice. It was. We had it at the Katie Trail Ice House. And someone tried to steal our table. Or they did steal one of them. They actually did steal one. They said they saw the signs that said it was table reserved, and they said we don't care. We wanted. We they ripped get the drunk. signs off and sat <laughs> down to start <laughs> drinking. So luckily, we had one table, and where we were at was a big area, so we didn't need another one. So that was pretty nice. So yeah, so that was the cryptiversary. So. If you're listening a year from now, you'll want to come to our second cryptiversary. It was kind of a reunion for the North Texas Blockchain Association as well. Yeah, and we had quite a few people there from the North Texas. We had Blockchain. quite a few representatives. Um, you know, also just make sure everybody knows Bitblock Boom is now taking. We say this every show, but in case you don't listen or you're new, Bitblock Boom is taking applications for speakers now at bitblockboom.com. Just go there and you can find it on the tab. Got a little homework here to do, a little store keeping up stuff. Got the conference, Future of Blockchain Conference. You know, that's next week, Tony. Time's, yeah, time flies. Yes, well, it's coming up. Yeah, so it's next weekend. And that's in Frisco, Texas at futureofblockchainconference.com. You use the code IEEE50, which I don't know what all those E's are about. <laughs> What do you think the code is I with four E's and 50? That's a weird code. But if you use that code, you get 50% off. It's the I triple E. It's I quadruple E. It's the international, it's the international engineering um, consortium. But there is an extra E. Well, I don't even see a C. Oh, oh, I mean, I say I call it consortium, but it's, uh, it, it is, what does it stand for? Enterprise. I triple E. It's something about well, engineers. If you do I with four E's and 50, you get a 50% discount. And then we have the Texas Bitcoin Conference coming up October the 27th through the 28th. And if you use the code CryptoCousins, you get 15% off there. That's at TexasBitcoinConference.com. So that's kind of like our little work stuff we had to do there. So um, did you see, what do you think of this article about Bitcoin wallets, active Bitcoin wallets are approaching a record high? Did you see that? I saw that. I saw that, and I heard that when you when you did your show. I think that's a really good sign. It shows that we're branching out. Our long tail is getting longer. Basically, it's not just a few guys who are you know a few whales who are holding lots of Bitcoin. Right, right. It's like thirty two percent of the Bitcoin supply was in personal wallets that had some kind of activity in them since August the thirty first, compared to twenty percent. 6% last year at the same time. So it's gone up amount. But I thought the thing that was really telling about this article was down at the bottom of it. It says, out of roughly 28.5 million Bitcoin wallets across the market. I didn't know there were 28.5 million Bitcoin wallets, first of all. That's a lot of Bitcoin mm -hmm. wallets. It's more Bitcoin wallets than Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because, well, and that could possibly be if everybody had yeah. a Satoshi, there could be a gazillion. But I think yeah. it's because almost every time, you, some wallets, every time you transfer Bitcoin, it gives you a new wallet address. 
That's sure. So, so I think, but the thing on this, he estimates only out of that 28.5 million, 150,000 of them have more than 10 Bitcoin in them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the interesting so that, comment. That is, I looked at that too, and I was like, hmm, that's a really good observation because that again that really is the long tail at work or the power law the power law says that you're as you have one person who is the number one leader in a network the second leader in the network the second most powerful person or most connected person generally has about half of the connections and then the the ten, number 10 has about a tenth of the connection and et cetera, et cetera. And so a power law is um, in effect here. Well, I'm not, I've not heard of that term, power law. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of it's, – it's, it's part of the 80-20 rule. You know, when they say the 80-20 rule, uh, 80% of your income is from 20% of your clients, that sort of thing. That's the power law in, at work. Well, I was not familiar with that power law. Well, you know, a well, lot of times you'll hear people when they're like talking about the future and stuff in Bitcoin, you know, like – 20 years down the road or 30 years down the road, they're always talking about if you own a Bitcoin, you're going to be one of the few people who own a Bitcoin. You're going to be one of the 21 million people. <laughs> I mean, but not many people are going to, percentage-wise, are going to own a whole Bitcoin. You know, and as it is right now, mm-hmm. not many people have more than 10 Bitcoin. That's for sure. So I wonder what that number was, um, how many wallets had more than 10 Bitcoins if you went like five years ago, I, I bet that wasn't very many at all. Compare, I bet the 150 is a lot compared to then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've seen a lot of growth. And um, back then, there were probably just a few people with tens of thousands of Bitcoin, <laughs> like the guy who spent 10,000 Bitcoin on pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was really piled up. It wasn't 150. So the 150 really? that owned yeah. 10 or more can be a lot. Or it can not be that many wallets. I mean, it's according to how you look at it, I guess. I mean, if you spend 10000 in Bitcoin on pizza, you probably had a couple hundred thousand or at least a hundred thousand. I would think you wouldn't spend 10% of your portfolio on two pizzas. You might if you were getting in hands over fists and you didn't care because you didn't think it was worth anything. No telling what it went in someone's that's mind and then it had no real value. Because um, that's the first purchase. He hadn't been to do anything with it up till then. Not like, right, like, he was waiting. Bitcoin he was, is worth yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth anything if I can't <laughs> buy something. Get a pizza, buy some huh? pizza. Yeah, so <laughs> I wish I knew how many of this twenty-eight point five million Bitcoin wallets were. Not that it matters, I guess, since one hundred fifty thousand of those hold ten or more. That just seems to me that means there's a buttload of people who have a little bit of Bitcoin, and a lo- few people that have a lot of Bitcoin. That's the power law in effect, exactly. Because yeah, because ten's not that many, but I bet you if we went to over fifty, I bet that. What do you think that number might be? Who it would knows? go even even less. I would, well, if we use the power law, then probably fifteen thousand holds more than a hundred Bitcoin, oh. and only a hundred or one thousand five hundred would own, own more than a hundred Bitcoin, and one hundred fifty people have more than whatever the next one is, thousand. Well, that's the power law. I'm gonna have to like. That's the power law. I'm not. That's like I said. I wasn't familiar with the power law. And then we it's have fun. S- it's fun. Well, it's an interesting. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of like Moore's law? It's always pretty much true. It is a law. 
so yeah, it is always it's very it's more true than Moore's law. In fact, if you want to, if you were looking on the truth scale, because uh, you just look in nature and you find the power law. Like, and you look in in, net, in networks. Ever since they've been building networks, or or networks of people doing business together, the power law holds. It's basically also called like the winner take all kind of law. I mean, you think about Google, you think about Google, and then all the other search engines. I mean, Bing probably has about half of you know, and Yahoo probably has about, you know, whatever, a tenth of or a third of what Bitcoin gets, of what uh, Google gets in terms of traffic. So, yeah, so it, the first guy wins and then everybody else is like, and again, it's the, like the long tail. You've heard of the long tail. Right. Hmm. So next thing we have on our list is cyber criminals hit the port of San Diego with ransomware and they demand Bitcoin. Now, I didn't bring this up because of the fact that it was San Diego or the port or anything. And I don't think it's affected it that much. Uh, so maybe it wasn't a very good job <laughs> on um, <laughs> shutting down the port since they're pretty much still operating. But I, I thought it was interesting that this is still going on a lot. And you would think big companies like that would be securing their systems a little more rather than having ransomware for anything, much less ans- Bitcoin or cash or anything. I mean – well. That's the crazy thing. I mean, Ray Redacted would tell you, you know, that there's cybersecurity problems everywhere. And it's because uh, people just, they're just not aware of the dangers that uh, having old systems running old software is people, it's generally people not patching their software. So they have Microsoft, you know, Windows 97, you know, Windows NT. I mean, some of these old systems, some of the, you know, they're running these old, old, old operating systems. And, um, they're connected to the internet, and that's the end of it. And I guess when they come out with a patch, that's kind of like announcing to the world the software has a problem, and here's the problem. You want to patch before the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't patch it, the bad guy goes, oh, there's a ton of computers <laughs> running this software, and here's how you get in the back door. And they know how to get in if they can find someone running that software that didn't patch it, I guess. But yeah, they exactly. had called Department of Homeland Security – and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Why do you think they call the Department of Homeland Security on this? I understand why they call the FBI, because it's like kidnapping, kind of, you know, um, holding hostage the site. Why would they call the Department of Homeland Security? Uh, I think they were just, you know, they were just desperate. They're like, hey, we don't know what we're doing here. We better get the big guns in. And those are the biggest guns I can think of. And so then they also are communicating with the Coast Guard? I mean, I, we kind of like threw that at the end there. Oh, yeah. And we got the Coast Guard out here, too. What are they doing? I mean, if the Homeland Security and the FBI can't already handle. I mean, unless they're making sure there's no ships or subs sneaking in or something. Since it's a port. I guess, you <laughs> I mean, know, San Diego. You know, maybe they're, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe they're concerned, you know, December 7th coming up, like Pearl Harbor or something. They think maybe they're going to get attacked at San Diego. I don't know. But it has not been smooth sailing for them. Well, I see all the time that people are, like, jacking computers to mine crypto, and that's what the preferred method of extortion, I guess, is now. But I guess there's still Mm -hmm. people going the old-school method of just uh, people taking over people's computer systems and demanding uh, Bitcoin. I guess it's whatever's going to work for you, you know. I guess if the port had an open – the port had an open port. I get it. They had an open network port that wasn't secured. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was kind of funny. 
again. <laughs> okay. Now, Hopefully it's been fixed. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully Google's on the right road for a change. They're like allowing people now to Google to reverse crypto ban for exchanges, mm-hmm. advertising. So last year, crypto was banned, advertising at crypto at Google along with everywhere else. And uh, now Facebook has come back, and I think Twitter's come back, and now Google's coming back. But I thought this was weird because it looked like to me they were only going to allow you to advertise crypto if you were an exchange. Did you get that out of it? or? Well, the um, those, those bastards. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because basically so now you've – flattened the market. I mean, anybody who was struggling is out of business at this point in this bear market. And so now only if you're a registered crypto exchange, can you advertise on the Google AdWords platform? You see where we're headed here. Have you registered yourself to, to work on the internet? I mean, that's where this privacy law in, in Europe has gone. It says, hey, you, you need to sign in, you need to register, you need to click here, click there. Pretty soon, you're just going to need an ID card to use the internet. And so this is a specter of that. You have to register your crypto exchange in order to advertise. So so we could be going where you have to be a registered money supplier or money handler to be involved in crypto. That would be a good way for the government to say, let's nail this last nail in the coffin, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting that the Google's co-founder, it says, Sergey Brin, had announced he's an Ethereum miner. Oh, yeah. It's no surprise to me. Yeah, with all the he power. He and Vitalik <laughs> probably go out for drinks all the time. They're probably you using know? all those Google servers everywhere to mine crypto. Exactly. You know any server exactly. power they must have? Oh, my gosh. Do you think that happens? Probably not. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of checks and balances, I'm sure. I don't think you can like, harness a... Harness a um, I don't know, a couple servers for your own private. You get fired real fast. Yeah, that's a big corporation. I guess that's like stealing corporate funds. If you're already working at Google, you probably figured a way to do some mining on your own. I guess if you're one of the founders of Google, you don't have to worry about sneaking some hash power out of a computer. Right. No, no, Sergey doesn't need to do that. Yeah, he can uh, open up, all, get all the computers he wants to. But like I said, I just thought it was weird that it was only for exchanges. You know, because on Facebook, when they were released, uh, reverse their ban, we were able to get on there for the BitBlock Boom Conference, but we had to be approved. But anybody could be approved if you were what they, I guess they saw as a non-thief type of person, I guess, someone who wasn't trying mm-hmm. to take advantage of stuff. But like I said, from this article, okay. it just looks like it's only cryptocurrency exchanges. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I'm not a big fan. Of, of what? <laughs> Google. Google. Oh, yeah, I know that. What's the browser that you're using? The Brave. Brave. We're starting to use Brave, and we're looking at uh, getting a better email account. We're, we a lot, of, a lot of crypto guys use Proton.ch as their email. Well, the um, we made some money off of Brave the other day. I think we made fifty cents. Fifty-two cents. And bad. <laughs> Basic attention 52 token. Cents yeah. mm-hmm. So that was definitely worth the payback on that. It's a good deal. Okay, I thought – now you're going to like this article, I'm sure. The Kraken trolls the New York regulators and accuses the Office of the Attorney General of manipulating Bitcoin futures. Now, this would be <laughs> right up your alley, I would think, here. Yes, definitely is. Well, it's no surprise because what did our old good friend Ronnie Moes say <laughs> a long time ago? 
there are a lot of bastards in New York and Chicago. Right. This is definitely what we're expecting. To manipulate Bitcoin, to manipulate any cryptocurrency is really easy. And, um, you know, releasing that report just one day <laughs> before the expiration of the options, all of it smells really bad to me. Right. And I like how basically the attorney general's office said that since Kraken had not responded, you know, maybe there was something to look at there that they were guilty of, basically. And then Kraken asked them and said, well, basically, since the New York office of the attorney general hadn't responded, maybe there was something there to look at. <laughs> you know, they're really poking back and forth, aren't they? Yeah, putting the same thing on them. But yeah, that was weird how they, uh, you know, Kraken is not even located in New York. Doesn't do any business in mm -hmm. New York. They left New York, and then New York's demanding, oh, we need this information. And I thought it was also good when Kraken goes, we want to thank New York for releasing all this information on our competitors. We would never have been able to get that information without your help. Thanks <laughs> right, for taking right, the right, taxpayers' right, right. money and delivering us this information. <laughs> you know, you think those other exchanges got kind of pissed that uh, they released that information? Whatever it was. I mean, I hope that they learned their lesson. Well, I think Kraken's the only people who said, I'm not sending you the information. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is, you know, they're overreaching their authority. They believe they can control everyone's money, even if they're not in their jurisdiction, you know, like in the Matrix. What did he say? Something about my jurisdiction or something like that. Well, you know, it's about your jurisdiction. Well, if you're not in New York and you don't have any customers in New York, I guess they just block out all IP addresses from New York is all they, they do. Exactly. And so, I mean, unless you're like using some IP spoofer, which they can't control that, you know, but uh, I like what he said that um, the state was like an abusive controlling ex <laughs> for continuing to stalk the company, even though it left New York three years ago. I like that a lot. That was my favorite line. Yeah. I don't know. I would think New York... With this and things like this and their – what is that bit law they have? What is that? The bit license. The bit license. I'm really just surprised that anyone wants to start a crypto business in New York. I would think I'd just move to like – if I want to be close to New York, I'd move to New Jersey. You know, I would think that <laughs> me, you're like 30 minutes away, right, an hour away. Mm -hmm. and, for the, mm -hmm. and for the savings on bookkeeping and meddling in your affairs, I would almost think it'd have to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but have you seen New Jersey? No. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I haven't been to New Jersey. I mean, if you're going to move away, might as well move to the Cayman Islands or something. Well, nice. I'm just saying you can still live in New York. You, you could still just, live in there. That's just true. Just drive 30 yeah, minutes could, away and go in a building. Just, I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like you're hanging out there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So like, I don't hang out in this part of uh, 
town my office is in. I, I was never I never go walking down the street over here, that's for sure. You know? Yeah, you know, I drive to uh, I drive ten minutes away and it's okay. So that's what I'm saying. I would just I just don't understand that BitPay. It seems like that's so controlling that no one I'm surprised more people didn't do like Kraken and left. And I'm surprised more people aren't like Kraken and saying, Screw you. Mm-hmm. Well, some people like to lick boots and uh suck up because, you know, they feel like the government's going to help them somehow. Well, the Winklevoss brothers seem to have no problem with New York. No, no. They're, and Coinbase Even though they constantly I, get turned down for everything they want to do just about mm-hmm. by New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're like licking yeah. New York's boots, announcing we're the first mm-hmm. company to uh, do this with the bit license, whatever this, or have that U.S. dollar. Well, you know, these guys, uh, yeah, they're, they're stable coin. The stable coin, exactly. Well, you know, some people didn't read Timothy May's crypto anarchists manifesto. You know, that they didn't realize that, uh, hey, this is an opportunity to enhance freedom and liberty. They said, wait, this is a great opportunity to make money and let's make more money no matter what it's called pesos, dollars, euros, Satoshis. They don't care. They're just going to start playing games and make new sort of you know, systems that they want to um, enrich themselves. And you, you can't fault people for wanting to enrich themselves. No, no, I don't have a problem with that. And, and doing the uh, stable coin, I mean, oh my gosh, everybody's doing a stable coin. I think Goldman Sachs announced yesterday they have a stable coin. <laughs> I mean, so I guess that's yeah, great, really. great money. You're just making a percentage of let people exchange their money for your, your coin. I mean, it's exactly. all you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it is. It is uh, an interesting model. Yeah, I think it's probably, and you're not an exchange either when you do that. So you're just getting a percent. The exchange mm-hmm. has your it's on your coin, and you're getting a percent every time someone puts their money in your stable coin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want to keep people in your walled garden, you know. Stay on Binance. Stay in your system, you know, whatever. Well, like with with a Gemini, you would, but with the Goldman Sachs, they don't have an exchange. So they're just putting it on other exchanges, I would think. So they're just going, Mm -hmm. if we make 8% every time someone on a computer exchanges their dollars for Goldman Sachs dollars or their Bitcoin for Goldman Sachs dollars, we're not doing anything except making money. They know how to do that well. Yeah, they do know how to do that well. I was listening to a podcast the other day. That's what's going to be wrong with all these ETFs and stuff. Once you get these bastards in Chicago and New York in there, they will be more (laughs) Bitcoin, paper Bitcoin, than there is real Bitcoin like there is in the gold or bond markets. This lady was talking about how some bonds, there's more bonds of some of them owned than there is in print by the government because these corporations, these these bastards just make more of it. And they sell 1,000 exactly. even though they may have 500, you know, basically. Exactly. It's a, it's a strange world, you know, that where this is an a, where it's possible to do that. I, I think uh, someone else pointed out that the stock market is a big Ponzi scheme that basically the stock market has, say, let's just say it has a trillion dollars worth of value that it, it has 30 trillion dollars worth of value. But really, if everyone tried to cash out, right. there wouldn't be enough money in the world. That's what this, <laughs> that's what this lady I was talking about was saying. She said, you know, if they do these ETFs and then the bottom falls out of the market and everybody starts trying to pull their money out, because it ain't going to happen because there won't be enough money in there. And she said that's the problem with ETFs is they aren't going to like say, oh, we've sold a million Bitcoins in our ETF invested wise. We have a million people buying a Bitcoin, so we have a million. 
they'll sell a million even though they only have a hundred thousand, you know, Bitcoin in there. So there won't be a Bitcoin for every Bitcoin invested in in the ETF. Exactly. Yeah. So now this last one, now I know this is your favorite company out of all the companies <laughs> in America, Coinbase. Coinbase. Yes. <laughs> and Coinbase launches a poor man's crypto index fund. I thought this was a pretty interesting um, article here, but they're going to allow you to buy uh, at a minimum purchase a bundle, is what they're calling them, Coinbase bundles. And a bundle consists of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Ethereum Classic, which are the five coins they sell. So instead of buying, I want to buy some Bitcoin or I want to buy some Bcash or whatever, you can buy a bundle and, and have a little of each of it. And I guess you, you're it's kind of like a poor man's fund. For $25, you're in a fund. I think they should make the logo for that like a hobo with like a bundle of clothes on his back. You know, like that, like a bundle. And that would make that would make the most sense to me. Well, actually, I, I think this is a pretty good idea there, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, not, the, not your idea, but their idea. I mean, I can see a lot of people... <laughs> Wanting to get into the crypto market and they go, I don't know this crypto good enough. You know, I, I don't know what the difference between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin is, but I know everybody's buying Bitcoin and it's going up and everybody's buying crypto. Maybe I ought to just instead of putting a hundred dollars into one coin, maybe I ought to spread it out. People like funds, mutual funds and stuff do pretty good. Uh, I don't think anyone else is doing this. Am I wrong or is anyone else doing this that you know of? I don't know of anyone else doing it, but uh, it's just really great for Coinbase because well, <laughs> these people now have something. They, they It's non-liquid. What are you going to do with your index fund? You can't take it and transfer. You, now you've bundled up your crypto in such a such – a, what's the word for it? Stupid way that you can't now just take it and send it off to somebody because it's locked in your Coinbase wallet. Well, you can Coinbase sell it. Vault. You can sell it, I guess, on Coinbase. You can sell it to another poor chump well, you on just Coinbase. Sell it, yeah, you just sell it to Coinbase, I guess, and buys it, and you get out of it. Ponzi scheme. Now, I'll tell you, here's the thing with it, though. I think that – I don't think that the bundle itself is as bad as you're putting it, um, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I think the main question I have – let's say I put 10000 into this bundle here, okay? So mm -hmm. with $10,000 – you know, they break it down into proportions with the prices of the currency and stuff like that. I may have a whole Bitcoin at $10,000. Let's say if I did $20,000 worth of bundles, I'm bound with five coins have one Bitcoin in there. I might have one of each coin, you know, or something like that, or one and a quarter of each coin. So mm -hmm. when Bitcoin forks, do I get that fork? Or does Coinbase, Not since they're close. holding, since Coinbase is now holding, let's say, a million Bitcoins for these people who have Coinbase bundles you know because they're really just saying this is your money and we're holding it for you you don't own a bitcoin you own a bundle right yeah maybe there is a bitcoin Hence, in your bundle but you own a bundle you didn't buy a bitcoin you own a bundle and so yes, okay exactly. bitcoin forks there's a million of the bitcoin i don't know i don't know if i could come up with a new name for a bitcoin fork there's the, so oh, many. goodness yeah we've already went from gold and bitcoin god and bitcoin, bitcoin diamond sand bitcoin Bitcoin sand. Bitcoin sand. Yeah. So Bitcoin mm -hmm. sand comes out, and I'm owed, because I've got a ton of Bitcoin bundles, I'm owed some Bitcoin sand, but do I get the Bitcoin sand, or is Coinbase going to keep the Bitcoin sand? Because I technically just own a bundle. I don't own any Bitcoin. You know, 
It's not backed even, by yeah, a Bitcoin and Litecoin and all this, but I don't own a Bitcoin. So, But they do have that money in their holdings, supposedly. So if they do, Supposed, they could, Once again, supposedly, they're just they're, – it's, it's a derivative of what really is. And so now they're, once again, just like the people on Wall Street, making up new monopoly money type things where the symbol is a bundle, a hobo holding his stick and a tattered rag with his stuff folded inside. And that's why it's the poor man's crypto index. So nobody's going to be buying more than $25 or $30. This is the kind of people who've come to our meetup and they said, please let me buy Electronium. I heard Electronium is really a Hey, the next actually, Electronium's thing. been on a damn. I wish we had bought some of that Electronium. Is it on a tear? Oh, yeah. man, on the uh, last month, that thing's went on a tear. We, I, I, every, time, every time I see that, I think of that guy we saw in Fort Worth that was getting all right. that, mining all that Electronium for nothing. You know, mm-hmm. if we'd have done that for a month or two, we'd have made a lot of money now. <laughs> that stuff's been on a tear. Electronic, I don't know why. Did it, did, where did it go from like a tenth of a penny to a, a, hundredth, a hundredth of a penny to a tenth of a penny? What is it now? No, I think it's at like two cents or something, like a hundredth of a penny wow. to two cents. I mean, that's a, if wow. You, wow, there's still only two cents. You could retire on Electronium. If you bought 10,000 Electronium at a hundredth of a cent and at two cents, you'd, you'd have a nice little. Uh, You'd have a nice little bit of money there. Yeah, I mean, Electronium's not worth anything. Find some Electronium. Well, I'm not buying any now. We should have. It's too late now. Yeah, we should have bought it and sold it as soon as it moved up there. We should have mined it while that guy said the getting was good. But uh, anyway, another thing that they're doing over at Coinbase is they're starting um, a Coinbase Learn section. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. And it's where newbies can go and learn stuff because – there is just such a shortage of educational information online. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you really you can't find yeah, out anything. Sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. There aren't any we YouTube need to videos. Call it <laughs> Coinbase indoctrination section, where you can learn that the most important thing you can do is take your Bitcoin and buy an index fund that has no value at all to you and does nothing to enhance your liberty. They um really. You're kind of right. They don't necessarily have to be holding that Bitcoin to sell you a bundle, do they? <laughs> it's a bundle. They just have to promise that when the bundle price goes up, that, that your value goes up you know, and, and, when the, and hope that not everybody gets out at one time. I think that's the biggest thing is you mm-hmm. got to hope that everybody exactly. doesn't decide to liquidate it at the same time. As long as that doesn't happen and you have enough money on hand to handle it, I guess you're okay. And. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like anything, you know, the stock market in 1929. I mean, it was just like you these know, people are selling things they don't have. I don't really have a problem with the bundles or ETFs and things if people had to buy and hold one of each crypto that they're selling. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were making a, a percentage of like a, a – a handling fee, you know what I mean, for for right. supplying it and holding it and stuff like that. Like, a, but I don't think I haven't seen any of them that really, with the exception of, and I'm going back to this, the Winklevoss brothers. They claim that they do have one dollar in the bank account for every one dollar of their stablecoin they sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stablecoins are required to be. 
to have that liquidity. Well, Tether hasn't been able to prove that to people to people's um, you know liking, and Tether is a stable coin that supposedly has that, but I don't think they've ever really shown proof that they have that. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> they haven't looked inside the kimono. So I wonder if the Winklevoss brothers will allow people to look inside the kimono. Unlikely. But I like this. <laughs> That's how this stuff works. The Coinbase guy, Romero, went on to say, we expect that millions of people will make their first crypto purchase in the coming years. I think that's a good – Just, I think that's what we expect, but that's a good thing to hear. I mean, that millions of people – if millions of people are going to be getting into crypto, I mean, that's got to be good for crypto as a whole. But all too often, getting started can be overwhelming for people learning about crypto for the first time. Yes, it can be. It actually can be. Can be. It can be. It I can mean, be. you're trying to figure out how to I do agree. this wallet. That's you don't know what difference between Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin. I think it can be. I mean, I think once you're I in think it for a while, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I don't think your first stop should be a corporate entity that has been known to, you know, I think people, take its own interest at heart. I think you people should like be looking to be in the public of, domain. For I think people like to be taken care of, though. That's true. Um, and not well, have to do things for themselves him, and be responsible. Yeah, yeah, well, people trust. I agree. You know, you trust public education to take care of your kids and teach them the right thing. And look what that's gotten us. Well, my kids went to public education <laughs> and they did pretty good. I mean, my kids. <laughs> well, they, maybe they, they went home and, and you helped. They both got out, out of school in four years. I mean, they both got degrees. They're both successful. They both moved out of college. They never allowed to move back home. You know, the day they graduated college, we told them, we're cutting you off, tearing up your credit cards. You're not moving back home. We told them that from the time they were in ninth grade. When you get out of college, you're on your own. You might as well get ready because you ain't coming back here. And they did both have them moved out. Well, they had some good upbringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the problem is they think they can go back home. So why not? Sure. There's a lot of failure to launch these days. And when our kids graduate from college, they came home. And, hey, we're home. We're going, where are the credit cards? <laughs> we took their credit cards. <laughs> okay, you need to, like, call your insurance company. You got to get car insurance. You know, I mean, but both of them got jobs when they got out of school. They had jobs already. But they knew they had to. They already wouldn't have a place to live. Exactly. That's smart. Well, just to swing back around to the beginning, the Institute of Electrical and, and Electronics Engineers is what the IEEE stands for. Oh, and that is... Just also to swing around the front, there's a future blockchain conference, October 12th through the 13th in Frisco, Texas. And it's, what does it again stand for? Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers. It's still got you an XPD in there. Form a long time ago. Yeah, an, you're going to have to try both. It's, it maybe you, is. Maybe it is I with three E's and 50. But I'd try I with four E's and 50. If you want the 50% discount, if that don't work, doesn't work, don't call us. Just try it with three. And then try two. Exactly. Help. And then email them and say, <laughs> and then email them and say, I got a code that didn't work. Exactly. So, so I'm thinking about going down to the Bitcoin conference if I can find a place to stay. So if anyone is living in Austin that listens to this show and you have a spare bedroom, October 27th and 28th, let me know. <laughs> Texas Bitcoin conference, couch surfing with Gary. 
Hey, I like uh, visiting with people when I go out of town. I think it's kind of neat to visit with uh, other it's people. It's kind of like, it, yeah, it's kind of like a new age, you know, Airbnb. You get to visit with your, we get to visit with our uh, listeners. Yeah, if they're into crypto, it'd be interesting to, to stay with them. If they weren't into crypto or anything I was into, they wouldn't be. But if they're listening well, to if the they crypto were cousins. LSD, that would be more interesting. <laughs> well, that would be that would be very interesting. They might think Timothy Leary's still around. I mean, you yeah. know, they might go to the church he started. Who knows? That would be more interesting than if they were into quaaludes and they were just sleeping all the time. Yeah, right. right <laughs> so, exactly. so when it comes to drugs, we shouldn't make fun of drugs, but when it comes to them, they're way more interesting than people who take quaaludes. Do they even have exactly. quaaludes anymore? I don't know. When I was in high school, I don't, I don't when I was in high school right, in the 70s, the kids took quaaludes. And they did LSD, right. and they evidently still do LSD, So, but I don't know if the quaaludes are. Since they were over-the-counter, maybe you can't get those. LSD was never over-the-counter. Well, it might have been over-the-counter in like the 50s or something when it first started. Because heroin used to be sold in the Sears Robot catalog. That's did you ever see amazing. that? Have you ever see seen that. that in the set catalog? I knew it wasn't it, I knew it wasn't illegal, but I didn't realize Sears. Sears and Roebuck. Catalog. I saw a documentary on it, and they had – you could order through – like remember the when you see the olden days, and you live out in the town, and there's no store, and everything – everybody buys everything from the Sears Roebuck catalog. In that catalog, yes. you could buy a little – it was like a little tin metal box that opened up, and inside of it was a syringe and doses of heroin, and you could buy wow. that in the catalog. Yeah, so it was legal at one time. You know, I guess their sales were brisk. Maybe that's why they're going out of business now. They don't have as good a selling product. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so I found that interesting well, that they sold it. That is fascinating. And that's well, way you know, somebody topic. sat down. <laughs> said, well, it kind of swings us back around, you know, because, you know, Ross Ulbricht is behind bars. He's in a cage because someone said that uh, selling heroin uh, is very illegal. And well, well, he, he wasn't wrote selling a, he heroin. He built a website. Yeah. Right, exactly, and he built a website that just where that just happens to take place. I saw, I saw yesterday on the show I was watching. I can't remember what it was on. Oh, it was the Dollar Vigilante. Is that the guy's name? Dollar Vigilante. Yes. I was watching. I don't know how I got on that last night on YouTube because I don't watch his show. Um, but somehow or another, I saw. Uh, I guess he had a good image, you know, and it attracted my attention. And he was talking uh -huh. about, mm -hmm. and he was talking about stuff. And he said that Ross just had to ask to be put in solitary confinement um, because of, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, the abuse he was getting from other prisoners or something. But he asked to be put in solitary confinement. So that's the wow. deal. Yeah. So I was sad. I was wow. sad to hear that. Oh well, I think we've pretty much. Uh, this was kind of a different show we did today. We're trying a new system here. We talk about that stuff, but we had actual notes in here to read. <laughs> Normally, we talk about top of our head. So I thought I'd put I thought I'd put shortened notes in here, the sh shortened versions I use for four minute crypto. These are the notes that I kind of read off of it, but I took out the things that weren't important to uh, this show. So to shorten it some. Um, so we're kind of like this. We were organized today. Yeah. So I thought maybe this would make it easier for us because we didn't have to go read at links all the other non-pertinent information that's in a post. So I hope Thank everybody you, enjoyed Gary, it. for all that hard work. Yes, yeah, I think so. I hope I hope so too. Hope yeah, you enjoyed you it, and um, we're looking forward to seeing you. Or Gary's looking forward to seeing you at the Future Blockchain Conference, and perhaps Texas Bitcoin Conference. Yes, I'm not sure on that. Now I'm not sure on the Future Blockchain Conference. So. You know, uh, oh. something, something might have come up, so I'm not even sure about that. 
I'm not sure about either one, but they're both good conferences, so you should attend whether they're mm-hmm. not. But I would like to go to Texas Blockchain Conference because I went last year and that was a good conference. Um, but I'm not sure about mm-hmm. that either. But uh, be sure and subscribe to our show if you're not subscribed already and give us a review. We'd appreciate the review. Appreciate a five-star review, but I'll take any review. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you give me a one-star review, I'll still take it. Uh, we got so many five stars, so I don't think a one star hurt us that bad. Make sure and check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash crypto cousins and call us with questions at 747-777-9471 or you can email questions to the crypto cousins at gmail.com. Anything you want to add before we get out of here, Tonio? I'm looking forward to our next year anniversary. We had such a good time. We did have a good time. Hopefully next mm-hmm. year it'll be even bigger. We had a great time. Yeah, hopefully if we did that good of a party during a bear market, hopefully next year or this time it's a bull market and then we can't even get everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that Texas or Dallas for sure is really growing. You know, thanks to North Texas Blockchain Association, they have an event like 16 events a month. They're really growing the you know, the interest and and the community. So what we met a lot of folks, most of the folks were from NTBA. So we really appreciate the help that we got in uh, getting the word out. Definitely, for sure. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Love you. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Cousins podcast. Please share this podcast with anyone you know that is interested in cryptocurrency. Your friends can subscribe on iTunes at CryptoCousins.com slash iTunes and on Android at CryptoCousins.com slash play. If you want to know more about Tony or Gary, just go to TonySakala.com or GaryLeland.com. Make sure and join us on the next episode, and thanks for listening. Crypto Cousins podcast and information in the podcast are not intended as investment advice. Cryptocurrencies are risky. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. Always seek professional advice before making any investment. Investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies may present tremendous risks. Please understand that you are using any and all information available on or through the Crypto Cousins podcast at your own risk. 